Welcome back to the Jamil Gabriel Show. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel. So, let us all talk about what has been going on within the past week. So, um, let's talk about the first, all right? I said before that, you know, Alexandra Ocasio-Smollett's um, grandmother was uh, was ill, or she was living in dilapidated conditions, and obviously it's Trump's fault because of Trump with, withdrew aid. Because that, that's how it goes, right? Even though Trump hasn't been president in the past, like, six months, I'd say, it, it's still his fault. Because, you know, it, it's Trump. So everything is his fault. It's completely his fault. Well, um, Matt Walsh, if you don't know him, he's part of the Daily Wire. He works for Ben Shapiro. Um, he's one of the big five, I guess you could call it, because Candace Owens is now considered one of the members. And they do their talk show. Um, he's a really funny guy. Um, I think him and Michael Knowles are probably my favorite. Ben Shapiro is the smarter one out of them, but they seem light out of the situation. And it's really funny to listen to because uh, Matt Walsh is more my style. He's very sarcastic, but he's sarcastic in a way that he doesn't change his tone. But you, you're like, are, are you actually serious? So um, Matt Walsh um, decided to open up a GoFundMe. And within the first day... He raised $100,000, $100,000. And and the GoFundMe didn't say anything bad. It just said Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez could not afford help for her grandmother. So please help out any way you can with this funding. And he managed to garner, you know, $100,000. Okay. That's, that's good enough to fix, you know, her grandmother's roof. That's good enough to fix, you know, pretty much anything. I mean, $100,000 is a lot of money, okay? If I had $100,000, that's one-third my house payment. I, I'd just pay that off. They, and that was just one day. I mean, he could have had it go on for like two, three weeks, and he'd probably reach like three, four million, uh, $4 million. And you can't tell me that's not enough. Well, AOC canceled it and called up GoFundMe and said, we will not be accepting the money, or she will not be accepting the money no matter how much is raised. Okay, so, I mean, obviously her grandma doesn't need that much help, okay? She doesn't need that much help because she didn't want to accept the money. And this is even the funniest part. I, I forgot one news outlet, probably CNN. CNN said, right-wing blogger does attack on, con uh, on congresswoman. Excuse me? That, that's an attack? That's an attack. Hey guys, um, if if you want, uh, you guys can open up a you know a Patreon for me or a GoFundMe, and you can attack me. Call it Jamil Gabriel's Attack Fund. Okay, just just donate all your money. Okay, if if attacking someone is giving someone a hundred thousand dollars, then then by all means attack me all you want. Okay, attack me in my sleep, attack me while I'm at a park, attack, attack, attack. Okay, if that's what is considered an attack, then then please, I mean, help me out. Give me a hundred thousand dollars. I I just don't see the stupidity in this. Like. You're you're getting attacked with a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that this, this is ridiculous. Uh, I guess to you know to quote Floyd Mayweather, which you know I, I really don't like him anyway. That's legal bank robbery. 
He committed legal bank robbery. He he made a hundred million dollars fighting a YouTuber. Okay, he fought a YouTuber. He probably didn't even have to train. He literally just walked in the ring, got punched a couple times. Even though you know he's already fought professionals, so he knows what it feels like to get punched. And he got punched by you know a YouTuber, and he made a hundred million dollars. I mean. If you guys are giving money to, like, this kind of things, you know, watching a guy fight a YouTuber and just donating $100,000 to someone's grandma or someone to help their grandma, then donate to me. Give me $100,000. I will gladly accept. I promise you I will not not accept it. I, I will take that all the way to the bank. 100%. All of it. Okay? Whichever one doesn't, you know, go to... Uh, doesn't go to taxes. I'll take a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So now let's talk about the woman, the myth, the uh, the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is an embarrassment. Is such an embarrassment to the United States that it is ridiculous that she showed up in Guatemala and they had signs waiting for her saying Kamala go home Trump won okay they they're not even welcome now mind you America is you know I consider it the greatest country in the world because of all the things we've done we're not perfect but we are striving for a more perfect union that's a fact all right or at least we were America is the only country that goes to wars not to colonize. We are the only country to go to war not to colonize. We go to war because we want people to be free. Somewhat. Now it's all about money, but I could get into that argument a lot, you know, for a while. Okay. We have helped. We are the number one country that helps out the most amount of people. We continue to give charity. The U.S. government just this year gave half a billion, I think, yeah, half a billion doses, 500 million doses of the COVID vaccine to third world countries. Okay. They're like, oh, we took care of our own. Now we got to give it. We got to give some up. So America is the kindest country. Now I could even talk about, you know, back in history, the Berlin airlift when Stalin was like, yeah, you're not going to send supplies to, you know, Germany. This now, mind you, this was like right after World War II. Okay, so what did America do? They're like, okay, we're going to just fly them in, and it was insane. If you look at the logistics of the Berlin airlift, I'm talking about a plane landed and dropped off stuff within like seconds. It was that quick. Like I think it was within the month, there was like twenty thousand planes that just kept coming in and just you know giving people food, giving people giving people water, medicine, you name it, okay? America is too kind to other countries, and that's what makes it great because it's the American people. Now, you can argue the government's, you know, being corrupt and all this other stuff, fine. But we are striving for a more perfect union, and I'm going to keep striving. I'm going to keep fighting at it, all right? But... Kamala Harris is such an embarrassment 
which makes me kind of sad, to be honest with you, because like I said, if it wasn't for America, there would, uh, I, I would say World War I would not have been won. World War II would have not been won. World War II, definitely, because if you realize before America, because America really didn't help, you know, they sure, they did D-Day, you know, they helped. But what they did do, they gave a lot of supplies to the Allies. I mean, a lot. Even before, as soon as Germany invaded Poland, America was giving supplies. They were straight up giving supplies to, uh, you know, the Allies. So they were giving weapons and all this other stuff. Even World War One. That's what Lusitania. Now, if you don't know a little bit of history, Lusitania, they found out, was carrying weapons. Now, Germany shot the Lusitania down, and that was kind of like one of the reasons why we went into World War One. But we were going to go anyway. But it was just kind of an excuse to rally with the people and be like, yeah, we're going to, you know, the uh, Austria-Hungary just attacked, or technically it was Germany, that attacked... Um, the Lusitania and killed innocent civilians. Recently, they found out when they went to Lusitania's wreck, they found that there was weapons in the cargo bay. So we were giving them weapons. But I digress. We've been helping out in almost every single war. The Cold War, Berlin, the, uh, the Berlin Wall. It was America's sledgehammers that took that down. So... America has always been the number one beacon of light. It is what everyone strives. All these other countries are striving to be the United States, to be as successful as the United States, be as kind as the United States. And don't get me started with World War II with the Battle of Midway. If Midway did not happen, if America did not win Midway, um, Japan was going to take Australia. Uh, Japan was already like landing troops in the northern part of Australia. They were going to take it over. They wanted more land. They wanted Australia. They were going to take that over. So if America didn't win Midway, uh, Australia would have probably fallen. Um, I don't think they could have taken America, to be honest with you. But that's a lot. That's more countries that, you know, I mean, would have been taken over. They already took over China. They took over Thailand, Taiwan. Um, actually, Taiwan didn't even exist at the time. But they took over pretty much everything. Okay, And then the Doolittle raid that happened. Japan, Imperial Japan. Sorry, I got to you know get them right. Imperial Japan killed 250,000 Chinese people just for something so insignificant. Doolittle raid was nothing more than a training thing. Okay? And... Imperial Japan killed 250,000 people. Now, America, if they lost Midway, they would have, uh, you know, Japan, Imperial Japan would have taken Australia and it would have been all over. It would have been a lot longer for them to take it. Now, as soon as Midway was over, what did America do? They fought in Guadalcanal. Um, they fought in the Manila campaign. And they freed all those people. Imperial Japan was effed up. They were sick. They were slaughtering babies, slaughtering innocents, experimenting on innocents. And even now, the reason why they surrendered, why J Imperial Japan surrendered, was because the Soviet Union declared war right after we dropped the second bomb. Right after America dropped the second bomb, um, Emperor Hirohito, 
I think this is his name, Emperor Hirohito, he actually wanted to continue fighting. Until they found out there was like, I think, like within two hours, this uh, Stalin declared war on Japan. And then they're like, this is a two-front war. We can't do anything. And what did Japan do? They surrendered to America because America was still kind. I mean, they, they America kind of embarrassed him because he made Emperor Hirohito. Uh, they made him uh, have a photo op with, uh, I forgot, I think General MacArthur. And they did it specifically because General MacArthur was the tallest. And he wanted the Japanese newspapers to publish that Emperor Hirohito was small. I mean, it was a little embarrassment, but compared to what Stalin would have done? Are you serious? I'd be a little bit embarrassed, sure. But compared to what Stalin would do to, my, you know, to the Japanese people or Imperial Japan, you got to be out of your mind. I would surrender to America. And... Also, you know, a lot of Nazis defected to the United States because compared to the Soviet Union, because America was kind. And now, you know, 80 years later, we see this crap. We see Guatemala saying, Kamala, go home. You're pretty much worthless. OK, it's it's sad and hilarious. All right. Everyone knows that Kamala didn't win, you know. How, how did she win if she didn't even get two votes? She literally didn't get votes in her own state in the primaries. Well, after that, after she went there, she keeps getting questions. The number one question every reporter asks her, are you going to visit the border wall? And her, her answer is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. She's like, well, I haven't been to Europe either. What? I haven't been to Europe either. You're the vice president of the United States. What what are you talking about Europe? You cannot go down to Texas that's pretty much free. You can't go. This would be a power play beyond epic proportions. You could literally go down to Texas and then you could see the border, <coughs> the border situation and then go and give a stupid speech and say Yes, I've seen the border situation. It's very bad. You know what? We need to work. Republicans and Democrats need to work together. Now the ball is in your court. The ball's in your court. Why don't you just do that? It's that simple. Oh, no, because you're embarrassed. You're embarrassed because you, your rhetoric got them there. And you know how we know it's your rhetoric? Because they're wearing Biden-Harris shirts. And they're yelling, Biden, let us in. It would be the easiest power play. You could just go in. I mean, we all know, Kamala, you're a liar. You are a freaking liar. It would be the easiest thing to go down to the border, look at the border crisis, and then just go, okay, yeah, I've seen the border. It's bad, all right? Um, we need to do something about it. Democrats and Republicans need to work together to make sure legal immigration happens. Oh, that's so hard. Now, now anything that the Republicans pass, what's going to happen? All right. I called on them to do something. They didn't do it. It would be that simple. It would be that easy. And then now people are mad. Then you could secure a victory in 2022 and in 2024 or potentially secure a victory because you could be like, you could blame it like you usually do and say, yeah, the Republicans aren't 
playing ball. They're saying that they don't want to, you know, fix the border crisis. But your ego is too inflated to admit defeat, to admit that you messed up, to admit that you said you will let every single immigrant in. Your your policies did this. And you can't man up or woman up to just say no, I'm sorry. I got to put my foot down, okay? I did not expect it to be this bad. I said these things because I wanted the votes. But you're not going to do that, okay? Oh, I haven't been to Europe either. What? Go to the border. You're an American and you represent the United States of America. Go down there and put your foot down and say something. So that's that's Harris for you. That, that's what she does. And then she does her stupid cackle. <laughs> God, I, I hate that cackle. Like this administration is just getting worse and worse and worse. And but like I said, and now there's there, this is even funnier. So the G7 summit or whatever it's called, um, Biden had the audacity to talk about climate change, even though he just spent, you know, probably 5,000 gallons worth of fuel on his, you know, on Air Force One, and then another 5,000 gallons, you know, on Air Force Two, Marine One, um, let's see, oh, all the Secret Service that have to go with you, all the Secret Service, all that food, and you're going to sit there and have the audacity to preach us about climate change? Biden. Go screw yourself, okay? No one's listening. In fact, every time someone listens, and I can see it, it's it's quite funny that they want us to believe that Trump didn't win. Trump didn't win. Trump didn't win. The 80 million people, the most popular president in the United States, more people by percentage voted for Biden than Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. During the Civil War, more people came out and voted. Dead people voted. People that don't that live on highways managed to vote. But yet every YouTube video I've seen of Biden, every time he does a speech, he barely gets a thousand views. Literally, Google is deleting views. They're deleting uh, they're deleting discouraging comments because they can't handle it. They can't handle that Biden is the worst president in U.S. history. Actually, I'm sorry. James Buchanan would be the worst president in U.S. history, but Woodrow Wilson would also be a pretty bad president, except for the fact that Woodrow Wilson only did like a year as presidency before his wife took over. Yeah, Edith Wilson is the first female president. Not elected, but she is the first female president. She actually did take over the executive branch of government while Woodrow Wilson had a stroke. So if you really want to give credit to the first female president, it would be Edith Wilson. Now you could be like, well, why didn't the vice president take over? Well, the vice president didn't like Woodrow Wilson. I mean, this has happened all the time. Um, Teddy Roosevelt was the vice president. And then he became president after McKinley was shot. Um, he didn't like his vice president choice. Uh, Ronald Reagan and George Bush, they hated each other. They hated, 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 hated each other to the point where 
George uh, George Bush was never invited to a White House dinner ever throughout eight years. He was not invited. I mean, George Bush Sr. did end up going when he became president. But as vice president, he was not, you know, Ronald Reagan hated him. So fun fact. Um, Donald Trump possibly hated Mike Pence, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it's still iffy, you know. I don't think anyone wants to say anything. Um, they say they're on good terms, but that could be a publicity stunt. Um, I think... I think it's over for Mike Pence because of, you know, his actions. He could have stopped the election from going through, you know, with the overwhelming evidence. But that's neither here nor there. Mike Pence didn't. Everyone calls him a traitor because, like I said, it's Trump's it's Trump's America. It's Trump's Republican Party. People are still talking about him. The media is going on a frenzy to try to destroy him. I mean, CNN is losing ratings. They're losing money. I'm glad Ted Turner decided to sell CNN before it was too late and sell all of his TV stations because that would have just been embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.